Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. Here we are on March the 4th, finishing up the book of Ezra. Join us tomorrow as we jump into the book of Nehemiah. And both of these books work together as they're written at the same time frame. But today we will start in the sixth chapter and finish of the book of Ezra. So join me right now, either by listening or by reading along as we jump into Ezra chapter six. King Darius then issued an order and they searched in the archives stored in the treasury at Babylon. A scroll was found in the citadel of Ekbatana in the province of Media, and this was written on it. Memorandum. In the first year of King Cyrus, the king issued a decree concerning the temple of God in Jerusalem. Let the temple be rebuilt as a place to present sacrifices, and let its foundations be laid. It is to be sixty cubits high and sixty cubits wide, with three courses of large stones and one of timbers. The costs are to be paid by the royal treasury. Also, the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, are to be returned to their places in the temple in Jerusalem. They are to be deposited in the house of God. Now then, Tetanai, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shethar Bozeni, and you other officials of that province, stay away from there. Do not interfere with the work on this temple of God. Let the governor of the Jews and the Jewish elders rebuild this house of God on its site. Moreover, I hereby decree what you are to do for these elders of the Jews in the construction of this house of God. Their expenses are to be fully paid out of the royal treasury from the revenues of Trans-Euphrates so that the work will not stop. Whatever is needed, young bulls, rams, male lambs for burnt offerings to the God of heaven, and wheat, salt, wine, and olive oil, as requested by the priests in Jerusalem, must be given them daily without fail, so that they may offer sacrifices pleasing to the God of heaven and pray for the well-being of the king and his sons. Furthermore, I decree that if anyone defies this edict, a beam is to be pulled from their house and they are to be impaled on it. And for this crime, their house is to be made a pile of rubble. May God, who has caused his name to dwell there, overthrow any king or people who lifts a hand to change this decree or to destroy this temple in Jerusalem. I, Darius, have decreed it. Let it be carried out with diligence. Then, because of the decree King Darius had sent, Tetanani, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shethar, Bozanai, and their associates carried it out with diligence. So the elders of the Jews continued to build and prosper under the preaching of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, a descendant of Idido. They finished building the temple according to the command of the God of Israel and the decrees of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, kings of Persia. The temple was completed on the third day of the month, Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. Then the people of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the exiles celebrated the dedication of the house of God with joy. For the dedication of this house of God, they offered a hundred bulls, two hundred rams, four hundred male lambs, and, as a sin offering for all Israel, twelve male goats, one for each of the tribes of Israel. And they installed the priests in their divisions and the Levites in their groups for the service of God at Jerusalem, according to what is written in the book of Moses. 
On the fourteenth day of the first month, the exiles celebrated the Passover. The priests and the Levites had purified themselves and were ceremonially clean. The Levites slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the exiles, for their relatives, the priests, and for themselves. So the Israelites who had returned from the exile ate it, together with all who had separated themselves from the unclean practices of their Gentile neighbors in order to seek the Lord, the God of Israel. For seven days they celebrated with joy the festival of unleavened bread, because the Lord had filled them with joy by changing the attitude of the king of Assyria so that he assisted them in the work on the house of God, the God of Israel. Ezekiel chapter 7 After these things, during the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra, son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Ahitub, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Marioth, the son of Zeriah, the son of Uzai, the son of Buki, the son of Abishua, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the chief priest, this Ezra came up from Babylon. He was a teacher well-versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given. The king had granted him everything he asked, for the hand of the Lord, his God, was on him. Some of the Israelites, including priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, and temple servants, also came up to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. He had begun his journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month, and he arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month. For the gracious hand of his God was on him. For Ezra had devoted himself to the study and observance of the law of the Lord, and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. This is a copy of the letter King Artaxerxes had given to Ezra the priest, a teacher of the law, a man learned in matters concerning the commands and decrees of the Lord of Israel. Artaxerxes, King of Kings, to Ezra the priest, teacher of the law of the God of heaven. Greetings. Now I decree that any of the Israelites in my kingdom, including priests and Levites, who volunteer to go to Jerusalem with you, may go. You are sent by the king and his seven advisors to inquire about Judah and Jerusalem with regard to the law of your God, which is in your hand. Moreover, you are to take with you the silver and gold that the king and his advisors has freely given to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem. Together with all the silver and gold you may obtain from the province of Babylon, as well as the freewill offerings to the people and priests for the temple of their God in Jerusalem. With this money, be sure to buy bulls, rams, and male lambs, together with their grain offerings and drink offerings, and sacrifice them on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. You and your fellow Israelites may then do whatever seems best with the rest of the silver and gold, in accordance with the will of your God. Deliver to the God of Jerusalem all the articles entrusted to you for worship in the temple of your God and anything else needed for the temple of your God that you are responsible to supply, you may provide from the royal treasury. Now I, King Artaxerxes, decree that all the treasures of trans-Euphrates are to provide with diligence whatever Ezra, the priest, 
the teacher of the law of the God of heaven, may ask of you up to a hundred talents of silver, a hundred cores of wheat, a hundred baths of wine, a hundred baths of olive oil, and salt without limit. Whatever the God of heaven has prescribed, let it be done with diligence for the temple of the God of heaven. Why should his wrath fall on the realm of the king and of his sons? You are also to know that you have no authority to impose taxes, tribute, or duty on any of the priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, temple servants, or other workers in this house of God. And you, Ezra, in accordance with the wisdom of your God, which you possess, appoint magistrates and judges to administer justice to all the people of trans-Euphrates, all who know the laws of your God. And you are to teach any who do not know them. Whoever does not obey the law of your God and the law of the king must surely be punished by death, banishment, confiscation of property, or imprisonment. Praise be to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's heart to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way, and who has extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisors and all the king's powerful officials. Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. Ezekiel chapter 8 These are the family heads and those registered with them who came up with me from Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes. Of the descendants of Phinehas, Gershom. Of the descendants of Ithamar, Daniel. Of the descendants of David, Hattush of the descendants of Shechaniah. Of the descendants of Perosh, Zechariah, and with him were registered 150 men. Of the descendants of Peath Moab, Elioanai, son of Zariah, and with him 200 men. Of the descendants of Zatu, Shechaniah, son of Jehaziel, and with him 300 men. Of the descendants of Aden, Ebed, son of Jonathan, and with him 50 men. Of the descendants of Elam, Jeshiah, son of Athaliah, and with him 70 men. Of the descendants of Shephatiah, Zebediah, son of Michael, and with him eighty men. Of the descendants of Joab, Obadiah, son of Jehiel, and with him two hundred and eighteen men. Of the descendants of Bani, Shilomith, son of Josephiah, and with him one hundred and sixty men. Of the descendants of Bebai, Zechariah, son of Bebai, and with him twenty-eight men. Of the descendants of Asgad, Johanan, son of Hecaton, and with him 110 men. Of the descendants of Adonikim, the last ones, whose names were Eliphalet, Jeuel, and Shemaiah, and with them 60 men. Of the descendants of Bigvi, Uthai, and Zachur, and with them 70 men. I assembled them at the canal that flows toward Ahava, and we camped there three days. When I checked among the people and the priests, I found no Levites there. So I summoned Eleazar, Ariel, Shemai, Elnathan, Jerib, Elnathan, Nathan, Zechariah, and Meshulam, who were leaders, and Joyarib and Elnathan, who were men of learning. And I ordered them to go to Ido, the leader in Casiphia. I told them what to say to Ido and his fellow Levites, the temple servants in Casiphia so that they might bring attendance to us for the house of our God. Because the gracious hand of our God was on us, they brought us Sherebiah, 
a capable man from the descendants of Mali, son of Levi, the son of Israel, and Sherebiah's sons and brothers, eighteen in all. And Heshabiah, together with Jeshiah, from the descendants of Merari, and his brothers and nephews, twenty in all. They also brought two hundred and twenty of the temple servants, a body that David and the officials had established to assist the Levites. All were registered by name. There, by the Ahav Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask Him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king, The gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to Him, but His great anger is against all who forsake Him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. Then I set apart twelve of the leading priests, namely, Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten of their brothers. And I weighed out to them the offering of silver and gold and the articles that the king, his advisors, his officials, and all Israel present there had donated for the house of our God. I weighed out to them 650 talents of silver, silver articles weighing 100 talents, 100 talents of gold, 20 bowls of gold valued at 1,000 derricks, and two fine articles of polished bronze as precious as gold. I said to them, You as well as these articles are consecrated to the Lord. This silver and gold are a freewill offering to the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Guard them carefully until you weigh them out in the chambers of the house of the Lord in Jerusalem before the leading priests and Levites and the family heads of Israel. Then the priests and the Levites received the silver and gold and sacred articles that had been weighed out to be taken to the house of our God in Jerusalem. On the twelfth day of the first month, we set out from the Ahava Canal to go to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was on us and he protected us from enemies and bandits along the way. So we arrived in Jerusalem, where we rested three days. On the fourth day, in the house of our God, we weighed out the silver and gold and the sacred articles into the hands of Merimoth, son of Uriah, the priest. Eleazar, son of Phinehas, was with him, and so were the Levites, Josabad, son of Jeshua, and Noadiah, son of Binuai. Everything was accounted for by number and weight, and the entire weight was recorded at that time. Then the exiles who had returned from captivity sacrificed burnt offerings to the God of Israel, twelve bulls for all Israel, ninety-six rams, seventy-seven male lambs, and, as a sin offering, twelve male goats. All this was a burnt offering to the Lord. They also delivered the king's orders to the royal satraps and to the governors of Trans-Euphrates, who then gave assistance to the people and to the house of God. Ezra chapter 9 After these things had been done, the leaders came to me and said, The people of Israel, including the priests and the Levites, have not kept themselves separate from the neighboring peoples with their detestable practices, like those of the Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians, and Amorites. They have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons, and have mingled the holy race with the peoples around them. And the leaders and officials have led the way in this unfaithfulness. When I heard this, I tore my tunic and cloak, pulled hair from my head and beard, and sat down appalled. 
Then everyone who trembled at the words of the God of Israel gathered around me because of this unfaithfulness of the exiles, and I sat there appalled until the evening sacrifice. Then, at the evening sacrifice, I rose from my self-abasement with my tunic and cloak torn and fell on my knees with my hands spread out to the Lord my God and prayed. I am too ashamed and disgraced, my God, to lift up my face to you, because our sins are higher than our heads and our guilt has reached to the heavens. From the days of our ancestors until now, our guilt has been great. Because of our sins, we and our kings and our priests have been subjected to the sword in captivity, to pillage and humiliation at the hand of foreign kings as it is today. But now, for a brief moment, the Lord our God has been gracious in leaving us a remnant and giving us a firm place in his sanctuary. And so our God gives light to our eyes and a little relief in our bondage. Though we are slaves, our God has not forsaken us in our bondage. He has shown us kindness in the sight of the kings of Persia. He has granted us new life to rebuild the house of our God and repair its ruins. And he has given us a wall of protection in Judah and Jerusalem. But now, our God, what can we say after this? For we have forsaken the commands you gave us through your servants, the prophets, when you said, The land you are entering to possess is a land polluted by the corruption of its peoples. By their detestable practices, they have filled it with their impurity from one end to the other. Therefore, do not give your daughters in marriage to their sons or take their daughters for your sons. Do not seek a treaty of friendship with them at any time that you may be strong and eat the good things of the land and leave it to your children as an everlasting inheritance. What has happened to us is a result of our evil deeds and our great guilt. And yet, our God, you have punished us less than our sins deserved and have given us a remnant like this. Shall we then break your commands again and intermarry with the peoples who commit such detestable practices? Would you not be angry enough with us to destroy us, leaving us no remnant or survivor? Lord, the God of Israel, you are righteous. We are left this day as a remnant. Here we are before you in our guilt, though because of it, not one of us can stand in your presence. Ezra chapter 10 While Ezra was praying and confessing, weeping and throwing himself down before the house of God, a large crowd of Israelites, men, women, and children, gathered around him. They too wept bitterly. Then Shechaniah son of Jehiel, one of the descendants of Elam, said to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the peoples around us. But in spite of this, there is still hope for Israel. Now let us make a covenant before our God to send away all these women and their children in accordance with the counsel of my Lord and of those who fear the commandments of our God. Let it be done according to the law. Rise up, this matter is in your hands. We will support you, so take courage and do it. So Ezra rose up and put the leading priests and Levites in all Israel under oath to do what had been suggested, and they took the oath. Then Ezra withdrew from before the house of God and went to the room of Jehoanan, son of Eliashib. While he was there, he ate no food and drank no water, because he continued to mourn over the unfaithfulness of the exiles. A proclamation was then issued throughout Judah and Jerusalem for all the exiles to assemble in Jerusalem. 
Anyone who failed to appear within three days would forfeit all his property in accordance with the decision of the officials and elders, and would himself be expelled from the assembly of the exiles. Within the three days, all the men of Judah and Benjamin had gathered in Jerusalem, and on the twentieth day of the ninth month, all the people were sitting in the square before the house of God, greatly distressed by the occasion and because of the rain. Then Ezra the priest stood up and said to them, You have been unfaithful, you have married foreign women, adding to Israel's guilt. Now honor the Lord, the God of your ancestors, and do his will. Separate yourselves from the peoples around you and from your foreign wives. The whole assembly responded with a loud voice, You are right, we must do as you say, but there are many people here and it is the rainy season, so we cannot stand outside. Besides, this matter cannot be taken care of in a day or two, because we have sinned greatly in this thing. Let our officials act for the whole assembly. Then let everyone in our towns who has married a foreign woman come at a set time, along with the elders and judges of each town, until the fierce anger of God in this matter is turned away from us. Only Jonathan, son of Asiel, and Jazeiah, son of Tikvah, supported by Meshulam and Shebathai, the Levite, opposed this. So the exiles did as was proposed. Ezra the priest selected men who were family heads, one from each family division, and all of them designated by name. On the first day of the tenth month, they sat down to investigate the cases. And by the first day of the first month, they finished dealing with all the men who had married foreign women. Among the descendants of the priests, the following had married foreign women. From the descendants of Joshua, son of Josadak, and his brothers, Maasai, Eliezer, Jerib, and Gedaliah, they all gave their hands and pledged to put away their wives, and for their guilt they each presented a ram from the flock as a guilt offering. From the descendants of Emir, Hinani, and Zebediah. From the descendants of Hiram, Maasiah, Elijah, Shemaiah, Jael, and Uzziah, from the descendants of Peshur, Elionai, Maasiah, Ishmael, Nathaniel, Josabad, and Elisah, among the Levites, Josabad, Shimei, Kelaiah, that is, Kalida, Pethahiah, Judah, and Elizer, from the musicians, Eliashib, from the gatekeepers, Shalom, Telem, and Uri and among the Israelites, from the descendants of Porash, Ramiah, Isaiah, Melchijah, Mijamin, Eleazar, Melchiah, and Benaiah, from the descendants of Elam, Mataniah, Zechariah, Jehiel, Abdi, Jeremoth, and Elijah, from the descendants of Zatu, Elioni, Eliashib, Mataniah, Jeremoth, Zabad, and Azizah, from the descendants of Bebai, Jehohanan, Hananiah, Zebai, and Athliai. From the descendants of Bani, Meshulam, Malak, Adiah, Jashub, Sheel, and Jeremoth. From the descendants of Peath Moab, Adna, Kelal, Benaiah, Maasiah, Mataniah, Bezalel, Benuai, and Manasseh. From the descendants of Harim, Elizer, Ishiah, Melchiah, Shemiah, Shimeon, Benjamin, Malak, and Shemariah, from the descendants of Hashum, 
Mataniah, Madita, Zabad, Eliphalet, Jeremiah, Manasseh, and Shimei, from the descendants of Bani, Maadai, Amram, Uel, Beniah, Bediah, Keluhai, Veniah, Merimoth, Elishib, Mataniah, Matanai, and Jeasu, from the descendants of Benuai, Shimei, Shalamiah, Nathan, Adiah, Machnadebai, Shashuai, Shari, Azarel, Shalmiah, Shemari, Shalem, Amariah, and Joseph, from the descendants of Nebo, Jael, Matahiah, Zabad, Zabina, Jedi, Joel, and Benaiah. All these had married foreign women, and some of them had children with these wives. This now concludes our reading for today and ends the book of Ezra. Let me give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. Okay, I hope you enjoyed trying to listen to me say those names. It was funny because every 15 to 20 names or so, there was one name that was something like Benjamin or Benaiah. Now, these are fairly easy names, yet because of all the other names, I struggled to pronounce even those names. So why are these names listed for us? Well, because something awful has happened. Ezra flips out when he hears that not only have the other tribes of Israel taken wives from foreign nations, but the Levites and the priests have done this too. These are the people who are supposed to protect the holiness of their community, and they have intermarried with other nations. You might be asking yourself, well, why is this such a big deal? You see, the problem was this. When they married people from other nations, they also married their traditions and their idols. Their false worship and pagan gods became part of their lives as well. God had instructed them to keep from doing this. And yet, here they are, not able to stand innocent. Ezra is broken. It's interesting. The kings of Babylon expected the Israelites to be pure. In fact, Darius is the one who tells them to go and build the temple. He even instructs everyone to help them so that they can honor their holy God. Even the Babylonian kings were able to identify the holiness that was represented by the temple. Yet the priests, who were supposed to be taking care of the temple, were unable to remain pure. It's interesting. How often has it happened that God's people have been unable to keep themselves pure from false practices? And it happens simply because we're too interested in being like other people that are around us. Could it be that it's much easier to mix traditions and religions with false ideologies than it is to remain pure? After all, it takes work to remain holy. It doesn't come easily. So, when it's time to do the work of the Lord, Ezra has no one qualified. What if God were asking his church today to do a holy work? Would we be separated from the world enough that we would be able to stand pure and ready? I don't know about you, but I want to present myself in a way that is ready for whatever it is God calls me to. For that reason, I abandon all hints of worldliness that are on me. I choose today to push away the false ideas that are corrupting God's people and cling to the truth. When the day comes, 
I want to be ready for whatever God would call me to. It isn't easy, but it's necessary. And it isn't always looked highly upon, but it's worth more than anything in this world. So, may you present yourself as holy to the Lord today. It's all the time we have left for today. I love you. God bless. Thank you.